us about the demographics in your community and how they are learning in a educational system that was not set up and designed for them to succeed. Okay, wow. Um, so the way that the educational system is set up, it's set up um, through rules, uh, our laws, uh, the legislators. So um, just for current day, um, in 2021, um, the way that our system is set up, it is a very standard um, educational system, mm -hmm. um, right, where uh, depending on zip code, like regardless of where you're, you're living, um, you may experience a, a different um, educational experience. Mm -hmm. um, you have for, I know in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, then we are in a transition of um, education, um, really trying to transform the way that education is delivered. I'm going to, right now, the push is more K-8 uh, models. Okay. And then looking at um, giving school buildings a focus, whether it's STEAM, whether it's arts, um, whether it's college preparatory. Um, however, even within our 42 um, buildings that we have within our district, um, children are still experiencing a different level of education uh, or a different level of, of right of experience more so than uh, children possibly on the other side um, of town. And I just think that that um, goes to a Madrid of issues, um, particularly um, being that Little Rock, Arkansas was, was, was the catalyst site right, for Brown versus the Board of Education. And so we're always um, leaning in. And uh, I know personally, those nine stars that represent um, the, the Little Rock Nine right around our logo, mm -hmm. that means something dear to me. Okay. Um, because uh, those nine students did something uh, for them at the time, it, it was just, they are going to the beautiful school, the big school. Mm -hmm. I don't think in any one of the nine thought that um, it would be a historic uh, moment, the way that it unfolded and everything that they with, went through. So um, education is forever changing. Um, and uh, that's why I believe that school board uh, members in the school board as a whole we have a task, an important task, to make sure we are writing policies mm -hmm. and looking at curriculum that will speak right to the entire, the whole child. Right. So, um, so education um, at this point is forever changing and we need to make sure that uh, we are addressing not only the social needs, um, that are needed as well as the mental health um, aspect of it, but the academic um, piece of that. However, we also know that because of poverty, mm -hmm. that plays a major role right in a person's experience, what, what type of schools they go to, mm -hmm. what type of resources they have in those schools. Right. So, um, and so like we, we still have, have a lot of work, work to do um, in, the one in the midst of the steps that are being taken. Okay. Tell us about the demographics in your community. Yeah, so the so Little Rock, Arkansas is um, it, it is largely 
African American. We have a, um, a, a growing, a large uh, Latinx um, community, and then of course we we have the, the white population. We have an, uh, a bit of um, a growing um, Asian um, a pop there. Uh, we have a large African um, population and Jewish population there. Um, the the demographics of Arkansas, you know, of Little Rock, we have a, just over 200,000 people that are in our city. Okay. So it is primarily a black and white city. Um, okay. And then we have um, the uh, influence of the white of the Latinx, which is a, a strong growing population within Little Rock. Okay. How do you curtail your curriculum to meet the needs of your black and brown students? Yeah, so that's, that is something that's ongoing, right? Because I think because of the space that we're in, um, being in Arkansas and the legislator, um, how they was, uh, will write laws to say we can't, um, certain things need to be, can't be in the curriculum, it gotta be this way. Right. However, that is where a school board is, is able to come in and say, okay, well, this is, this is the, uh, you know, rules of what the state is saying. And, um, but then what and how can we craft um, curriculum, right, to show representation of our black, brown, Latinx, um, indigenous um, people. How how can we show BIPOC people, um, people of color, other than a servitude um, way? So uh, and so, it's really going to take uh, creativity, um, right? To begin to show representation uh, right in different forms uh, uh, within our curriculum to where our children are able to truly see that we are more than slaves. We, we are more than um, sharecroppers. We are more than um, <laughs> uh, the domestic help. Like, um, and, so it, 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 and, and so it will take black and brown scholars coming together to create that. Okay. You talked about this ladder Mm -hmm. that you want the students to climb up in your yeah. community. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so with, with that, you know, it's, it's really important to make sure that, like, we are providing opportunities mm -hmm. for our students. And what I mean by that is beyond the paper. We have to do it in practice. We have to make sure that, like, we are giving our students the opportunities and the exposure they need to be able to go down the path that like they want to go down or even just to see that. Because oftentimes, whether you're in poor communities or you're in black or brown communities, we only, we only know, our, our world is only what we see. And so if the more and more we're able to um, uh, a youth group I um, had, it, it was a girl empowerment group. I had a young lady who says, I want to be an oceanographer. Mm. We're in Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> We're in Little Rock. But, but, but then because of, because of networks um, I have throughout um, the uh, United States, then I was able to say, okay, well then let me find a, um, 
uh, look into my resources and see who do I have in the network mm -hmm. that is in that field. Right. That young lady was blown away that I came back with someone that like she could talk to. Uh, there, there was someone else that uh, talked about uh, wanting to be more, they wanted to be in the industry of arts, but then they didn't want to be a talent, but they thought that that was the only way they, they can go. Okay. You know, that, that is one of the things that, like with Little Rock, Arkansas, we are looking at the Ford NGL model. And with the Ford NGL framework, it's really a framework, um, it is, we are looking at the arts and looking at the technical side of arts. And so the, the production, the producer, the lights, camera, you know, and so running those things that, that, that make this what we're doing possible, which are the people who stay employed year round, you know? Um, so, um, and so helping children see themselves in different, through a different lens is, is truly important because then we are either, a school system does one or two things. Okay. Okay. It either sets you up on one on a trajectory. Okay. Of obstacles and mm. leading in in in, in um, continuing this generational poverty cycle. Okay. Or it could set you up on success to mm. where you can go into higher ed. You can go into a technical um, career. You you can you can figure out what um, entrepreneurship. Um, is, is about but whatever the case may be we are the hub a child spends most of their life in school right K through 12 mm -hmm. this pandemic was brutal not only on us as adults but as, but on our children we was already dealing with social emotional um, issues mental health issues our children was dealing with that mm -hmm. but they, w there was already an opportunity gap. There was already an achievement gap. There was already so many gaps going on. The only thing COVID did was stop us all. Right. Said, this is what y'all got. Mm -hmm. And here I am. I'm, I'm, now I'm up in the mix. And then it's, it's COVID have forced us to either deal with it, cover it up, or else truly work to um, deal with the root cause of our youth social anxiety, mm -hmm. dealing with um, toxic relationships. Right, right. I did a youth summit a few months ago. Okay. Our, our youth are asking, what do I do after high school? Miss mm. Vicky, what am I supposed to do? What resources are there? Right. Everybody's talking at us. Nobody's listening to us. And for me to be an elected official and also the board president of Little Rock School District, for me to be on the ground, that's the best place I can be among families, among students, to where when I'm sitting on that dais, mm. And then when policy comes that is not related to the classroom, it's not adult issues, then I'm able to reach back out right, 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 right to my student council, my advisors to me, my students, and say, hey, 
this is this is what's coming down the pike. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. What do you look looking at this policy? Have you began to look at policy? Right. Do you even know what this means? Have you looked at your student handbook? Right, right. And what that does is first after we get through the awkwardness of it, right? right. Because now we're saying I'm saying, hey, you're saying the adults are not listening to you. Mm-hmm. I'm here, I'm asking you, what do you think? Now they are, that have shifted their mindset to where they, they now see themselves a part of the education system instead of something they have to get up in the morning, mm-hmm. get dressed, they gotta go in here, I gotta deal, deal with people that I really don't fool with. Mm. I'm gonna be a robot. Right. And I'm gonna check these things off. I'm really not, in some cases, as um, students were saying, I'm really not learning. I'm just going through the emotions of right, it. I'm right. going through the motions of all this. Mm-hmm. And so right when we're able to truly bring students to the table from all GPA levels, okay. then we will start to see a shift um, in education. Mm. We will start to see more in student engagement mm. because student engagement is really about student experience. And, and then who provides that experience? It's the adults in the building. And if we just sit in our positions and, and we're just a title without, without the work, without um, creating authentic relationships beyond the executive or the who's who level right but coming down to our students and our families level Mm -hmm. and then for me for 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 vicky hatter Mm -hmm. that is a disservice because i can't make policies to advance you um to provide you opportunities and then right if i don't see you and right if i don't understand you and then if i'm not talking to you so we need to talk to our families, our students, as well as our educators, because our educators are in the front, they're, they're, they're in the classrooms. Right. And then that's a whole nother conversation, talking about that, sh- that, that whole paradigm shift. Right, right. So I make sure that like we are not just using our black and brown people, as a ways to a means or an mm. end, yes. but truly giving them the opportunity and the exposure they need for advancement. And, and to close the achievement and the opportunity gap. Right, okay. Well, thank you, Ms. Vicki Hatter, for joining us today and talking to us more about Little Rock School District and what it means to be a board president and what it means to be very transparent and um, approachable to your students and to the parents and to the community. And so thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for- Oh, uh, and tell our listeners uh, where they can find you um, if they wanna, yes, yes, to get in contact with you. Okay, yes, and so you can find me on Twitter at um, Vicki Hatter, or you can find me on Instagram at the Vicki Hatter, um, and I am on uh, Facebook, but uh, the best way to contact me is info, I-N-F-O, 
at Vicki Hatter, V-I-C-K-I-H-A-T-T-E-R.com. That is my email address, but definitely on Twitter, uh, Vicki Hatter, and then on Instagram at uh, Vicki Hatter. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Miss Vicki Hatter. Thank you for listening. I'm Alexis Flowers with issuesinducation.net.